Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Friday, July 31st. We got a bit of a data dump yesterday. Uh, The economy contracted at an annualized pace of 32.9%. Yeah, that is the worst quarter in ever since the government started tracking this data back in 1947. And, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, GDP, which represents all goods and services produced in the country, it's weird because the U.S. actually reports this on an annualized rate. In other words, it shows what the quarterly change would be if it lasted for a full year. So really, the economy dropped by 9.5% from the first quarter, which dropped by 5% on an annualized pace. But, you know, these are just horrible numbers. And, you know, it's actually when you think about it, I think the worst quarter during the Great Recession was an annualized pace of a drop of 8.4%. So we're talking about four times that. Bad. It's bad. Also, we got new numbers on weekly jobless claims with another more than 1.4 million people claiming unemployment benefits, continuing claims, the number of people receiving benefits increased, but the total number of people on all forms of unemployment benefits, including the programs that were enacted for self-employed and gig workers, that's at 30.2 million, and that did come down just a bit. But oof, I'll tell you, these numbers are something else. I, I mark it. Sometimes it's hard to even say this. I, I did a TV hit on this in real time, and boy, it was kind of scary, even though I was expecting it. So anyway, that being said, if you have a question about the economy, feel free to give us a holler. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Karen writes, thank you for all of your hard work and putting the podcast together. I enjoy listening to it. It provides great information on retirement and current market conditions. Karen continues, I'm 38 years old. I invest my retirement money into target funds through Vanguard. I was having a conversation with my brother about my target fund holding, and he got me thinking, I'd love to get your opinion on the topic so I can tell my brother, told you so, or I was wrong. Okay, here we go. Through work, I have a 401k Roth, so that's good. And Kieran says, I allocate about 25% to the Vanguard target date, 2035, 2040, 45, and 50. So 25% each. I'd like to retire around age 60, 62, which puts me closer to target funds, 2040 and 45. The reason for having different target years is how the funds are allocated. This is always very interesting because target date funds always have different allocations depending on the fund family. But for the 2035 fund at Vanguard, 75 stock, 25% bonds. For 2050, it's 90 stock, 10% bonds. So, okay. My thought was as we go closer to retirement, the 2035 would be safer than the 2050. However, the 2050 would allow me to make more money in the long run. My brother advises me that at the end, it will all average out to probably what the 2040-45 would produce. Just keep one, the target 2045, and call it a day. What do you think? Keep one or spread it out? Your advice is like gold. I will always appreciate it a lot. By the way, gold is at all new, new all-time highs, so that's good. Maybe I'll take that comparison. Kieran finally writes, be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Okay. My theory on the target date fund is that you should pick one, okay? And your brother isn't exactly right, but the idea here is that you just pick one fund 
And, you know, it will then change the allocation as the date approaches. Now, the other piece of this, of course, is that I don't know how much money you actually have in this account, but maybe we could just use the other funds that are available to you. Okay. This is from Richard, who's a federal employee. And he says, I'm planning to retire at 62 with 22 years of service. My federal pension will be about $1,400 a month. My health benefits will come from this. My social security will be $1,500 per month. And my thrift savings plan, over $250,000. And I'm assuming $1,000 to $1,500 per month, I think from the TSP. So- Richard continues, I live a modest lifestyle. I'll own my home soon and I'm debt free. My question is taxes. How are federal pensions taxed? Is social security taxed in the same way in every state? I have a traditional and a Roth thrift savings plan. What are the taxes on that? He says, I'll access the Roth first and should have 50 grand at the time of retirement. I love the podcast. I listen while I walk. Okay. I don't know if a federal pension is taxed. I bet it is. So that's my guess, that it is taxed at both the federal and state level. Social security is taxed based on your earnings and you would might have state income tax on top of that. And that does vary state to state. Obviously, a thrift savings plan, the traditional version is taxed as just income. The Roth is not taxed at all. Just so you know, Richard, I think you should not access the Roth first. In fact, your Roth should be the last dollars you access so that it continues to grow. What I would suggest is before you hit retirement, before you're there, why don't you run some retirement numbers? And if necessary, you could run it by a CFP or even a CPA to see if you are on track to do what you need to do. Fran writes, thanks for all you do. I've listened to your podcast for a couple of years. Now during the pandemic, I love the daily broadcast while I exercise. You and Mark are a bright spot in my day. Mark, you see that? We're bright spots. All right. Fran's 68. She's single and she's been retired from primary career for 10 years. I have a pension of 50 grand a year plus Social Security of $32,000 a year. I also earn $25,000 per year working part-time. I've got $40,000 in my checking account. I own my home. I have no debt. My expenses are sixty-five dollars to $75,000 a year. I'm comfortable in my situation, but I do have a question about my retirement accounts. My assets include a traditional IRA at Schwab valued at $425,000, and a Schwab private client after-tax account, which she has pays for advice on, $1.4 million. I have a 401k at Fidelity, and it is valued at $1.9 million in a Target 2015 fund. Okay, here's a question. I'm considering moving my 401k from Fidelity to Schwab, but I don't want to include it in an advised account and pay the associated fees. I'd like to keep it in a target fund. I'm considering this transfer for the potential convenience when I start taking my minimum distributions in several years. Can you advise me on the wisdom of such a move? Is there an advantage or disadvantage to having everything at one company? I am happy dealing with Schwab. Can I move a 401k from one company to another? Would it remain a 401k? Love to have your input. 
Thanks for all that you and Mark do to keep us on our toes financially. Okay, Fran, I love this idea. The wisdom is it's much easier to manage in one place. So we always love the idea of consolidation. If you're happy dealing with Schwab, then continue dealing with Schwab. The best thing that you can do is contact just the general Schwab line and see if the traditional IRA at Schwab, whether you can move the old 401k into that traditional IRA, and that might make your life really easy. Now, there may be an interim step. It really depends. It may be that you have to first put the money into an IRA rollover account, which would receive those 401k funds, and then roll it into your traditional IRA. So there may be an interim step, but it's a very easy step. It's paperwork. Schwab will help you, I promise. And I think this makes a ton of sense. And yeah, sure, you can just use another target date fund. It would certainly be easy. You've got plenty of money. You've done an amazing job. Rudy writes, love your energy. You and Mark are the best. For the past seven years, I've been investing in a mutual fund called the PGIM Jenison Growth. It's through my company's 401k. The fund's performance is outstanding. My dividend payment last year was over $16,000. My concern, the turnover is 43%. I understand in an investment account, this would generate higher taxes. I will begin withdrawing from my 401k in approximately two years. Because the fund is in a 401k, should I care about the turnover percentage? Thanks for your help. Keep up the good work, Rudy. Well, Rudy, you pointed out the obvious thing, which is there's no tax impact inside of this retirement account. So you shouldn't have to worry about it at all. So when you retire or you know, if you decide to move this into another kind of an account and the money comes out, then I would not use this as a fund outside of a retirement account. But for now, sure, don't worry about it, okay? And here is a note from Gordon Dear Jill, just a quick thumbs up for devoting the human social consequences in your column today. This is of the pandemic. Financial advice columns usually are nuts and bolts information. We are living in perilous times. And yes, inequality exists on many levels. So thank you for reminding readers that finance is not an equal opportunity employer. So Gordon is referring to a blog post that I wrote about income inequality. What I keep thinking about is that this the shape of the recovery really, it looks more like a K-shaped, where if you have money, your fortunes are rising. If you don't have money, they are sinking. So that's it. That's the show for today. I know we're heading into a weekend. Mark, who's our guest this weekend? Oh, this weekend we have a great guest. He is my pal. His name is Dane Holmes, and we are going to talk about how to upgrade the whole world of diversity and inclusion and do so with a smarter approach. So Dane Holmes is going to be the guest this weekend. You're going to love him. So with that, I say, please, please, please go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Be sure to, you know, 
know, check out the stuff that I did. I did two TV hits this week, been writing a lot. And of course, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you can subscribe to this podcast. Maybe you would pass it along to somebody. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, Google Play, anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain that physical distancing, and please, please do something nice for somebody else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.